Hi, I'm Apollonia. You may remember me from Purple Rain as leading lady to Prince, or from my band Apollonia 6. I've starred in films, TV shows, and I've been on the cover of magazines all over the world, including Playboy. I was also an LA Rams cheerleader. I'm going to take you with me. Welcome to my podcast, Apollonia Studio 6. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of nice, tell us about your nice moments during Purple Rain. And this is before we get to the Oscars. Nice things. What I wanted to say, it was so Everything. funny. I think our dynamic is so clear. I think that, I think, I think at one point he might have thought he was uh, trying to be a method actor, <laughs> uh, you know, living this thing, mm -hmm. um, sort of. Yeah, he was not maintaining some of his other duties. It was all about the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think he was trying to like be a method in mm -hmm. many ways. Uh, Tell me about Wednesday. I would love to see Wednesday. I know, they cut it. It was, you know, it was, um, but it was a song about suicide. So oh. I don't know if the PSA would be so oh. great. Do you remember what was it? What did you perform it at First Avenue? Yeah, there was a piano, and I think I, you know, tinkered there. But we had recorded it, and it was about, um, you know, um, yeah, contemplated suicide from twelve o'clock to two. Oh. You know, oh. he was always very good at with a lot of imagery. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they cut that out of the movie. But it was a really sweet thing, and it had a lot to do with. Here's a song that I have or whatever. Mm. It was sort of a a darker part, a darker version. Mm -hmm. I think there were a few cuts that came out mm. before. Mm -hmm. And um it was it was even included in the part where like the scenes between the parents, mm -hmm. they had to cut those were dark. And I don't mm -hmm. think they responded well. Who were the focus group people? Right, the first screenings. Yeah. I mean, it really was a different kind of film. Mm. It had a dark. little more meat to it than yeah. the dark, you yeah. know. And wasn't it darker when Denise, the first, well, that you're mm -hmm. going back to dreams. Yes, exactly. That, yeah. It was yeah. darker and she yeah. was more griftery, mm -hmm. uh -huh. you know, um, the character was. And he softened it up and he said yeah. he softened it up when yeah. she came along. Yeah. Because that's even when they did the Apollonia 6 album, yeah. it was softer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the second album for Vanity Six was going down a road of harder sex and yeah. more porny, like, you know, we did Vibrator. Vibrator, mm -hmm. yeah. So we were <laughs> going down a darker road. Going and, down. Um, but that's just, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's just what energy people create in yeah. a scenario. That's I true. I think that's what people, each one brings to the table. Mm -hmm. yeah. So very people true. People should understand that when they talk about nobody made him do anything mm -hmm. it was really about reading the energy that somebody brought into a situation mm -hmm. yeah how did you feel about your performance in the movie oh, i was i hardly ever watched it you know i didn't really you know care for acting as much as i thought i would as a young mm -hmm. person thinking oh it would be so much fun it's it's okay you right. know because you have to get really wound up you were always the professional i tried um always by the whole time i think that it's just a lot of sitting around mm -hmm. yeah right doing nothing and yet 
maintaining your vigor and uh, energy and source of why you're there. And it's really important to be able to, to be able to just mm -hmm. yeah. be present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to do when you're, um, when you're thinking about other people, like yeah. it, if you're thinking about your career and stuff, you're probably on it. You know mm -hmm. what you want from it. Yeah. But if you're the type of person who's consumed with what everybody else is doing, it's not the See, job that's for you. the question is what how did you well, how were you able to work with those dynamics? Because I know what I was facing, but how was it for you with, you know, the girls and him and you know, new people? I mean, working with Al Magnoli. It uh, was hard because I told you I slept with Al Magnoli. So mm. On the that's a scoop, guys. So <laughs> what happened is I was not doing all that well with the changes going on because mm -hmm. by that time I was like, what am I? Mm -hmm. Always like, you know, the cheerleader. Here we go. Here's Gina Gershon. Here's this mm -hmm. one. Is she good? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and I was not getting very comfortable with my mm -hmm. role. Yeah. In this anymore. Mm -hmm. I was come there to sing. Next thing I know, we're making movies. And then I felt like some cheap agent on the side or some um, just this weird girlfriend, pseudo, who are you? Yeah. So, you know, a little girl needs an action. Mm -hmm. And also, <laughs> <laughs> just to feel, also to feel like I could do it. And it was really tricky because. Mm -hmm. I also needed my own encouragement, right. mm -hmm. and and that's how that went down. Yeah. It wasn't anything that turned into anything really right. crazy. Yeah. It was just a real boost yeah. for a second, and yeah. it was also my way because I thought he was like, you know, definitely hooking up with you all the time. So I was God, like, I you wish know what? the hell Ow. with him, <laughs> you know, no, uh, Prince. I thought with oh. you and him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was like, well, the hell with him. So it was kind of like my, well, I have a Scorpio moon. Yeah, about me too. Scorpio moon you needed know. to feel like mm -hmm. I had a secret on set yeah. because oh, it made man. me feel yeah. better. And so Al was I'm not gorgeous. Proud of it. Al was gorgeous. Oh, he was. And he was so nice and charming. So funny. And, and we had a good time. Those long legs. He had these long legs and they had this really high little butt. So there's one time. We've talked about this. <laughs> We're just sitting on set, and I'm just, you know, looking at him. He walks by, and you know, of course, Prince is. You like ale? Look at his ass. Right. He's so cute. He's <laughs> so cute. And he just goes on and on. I he go, yes, he that. is cute. He's yeah. very handsome. You know, he was charming. He would have been. Prince never knew. See, all I say is, is funny. Lucky chill because <laughs> <laughs> all the girls had you know we had little crushes on al magnoli totally. he's so it's handsome really strange but yeah i mean i don't know it was a very mm. weird scenario and i think a lot of women understand that uh maybe i was being vindictive maybe i but i actually did enjoy al and we got along well but what it was was it was kind of having my own freedom mm -hmm. yeah. about myself because yeah. it was like you are not this man's girlfriend you have right. got to move on jill mm -hmm. and move on with your life right so that was really an important thing for me to embark on something yeah. and totally feel okay i just never divulged it to right. prince and then prince gave me the car and then i felt really bad because he gave me a car in the middle yeah. of the shoot and then yeah. it was like mm -hmm. I felt guilty, but it was, so there was always a little bit of things. Then I started wondering if he really knew right. and that's why he gave me the car. It just became <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Man. Very strange. And it, but, but those were things 
in the dynamic of maybe because we were working partners, mm-hmm. me and Prince a lot musically, there were things you just could not afford to talk about mm-hmm. if yeah. you wanted to still be able to work together. Right. 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 I, I've talked to Seth a lot about the energy that he had. We were all pretty much like working, what, six, seven days a week. Uh, we would work on set. He'd go back into the studio. He'd be working with you. He'd be doing the, all of the music. And then I had a, you know, I mean, an intuition as a woman that there was energies of him with oh, different women. Totally. And it was more like I was like this, right? It was like, mm-hmm. kept my mouth shut, did my job, you know, treated him with the utmost respect. And it was tough. It was really tough. I remember Al Magnoli saying that he advised you, he gave you the advice to be tough on me while we were filming. To stay in character. I totally had no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Kim Up- Upshur. So one day, I remember, I was, I'll say it real quick. I was sick. He took care of me. And then I broke down in his house. I started, mm. I just like, <laughs> I go, they all hate me. <laughs> They're all so mean. And I was like, and Vanity left. It was like the devil left or something. <laughs> and he just looks at me and goes, look at you. He goes, you're like a damn jellyfish. He goes, you spineless. And then I just cried. I go, but jellyfish don't have spines. He said you were a softie. <laughs> yeah, said you were a softie. I was. And she's I was, really nice. And I just got really nice so girl. upset with myself. I was like, damn it. He saw me sweat. He saw me break down. I was on my period too. And I was all, <laughs> you know, pimply and all. And I just, I just remember thinking, that's it. I lost my power. He saw me cry. All girly. They're so mm. mean. God. Oh, and, they're, oh. and I was sick. I got sick. I was. I yeah, stayed in his house. Yeah, he legitimately said you were sick. I was like, sick. He took on. care of me. We slept in the same bed. He never, on my mother's grave, never touched me. So funny. It was incredible. It was, but you know, I was just like, you know, he nervous. might have been playing the long game. I you don't know, know. Nervous. <laughs> you know, it was like he treated me like, a, I don't know, like a like a mom. You know, and I really believe. The way he treated me is probably the same way he treated um, Chris and Scott Thomas, actresses, right? Mm. I have a feeling that he, you know, he's just like, you're going to do your job. And yeah, he, you know, goofed around like saying, you know, I'm going to fire you because this girl was really great. So you're lucky you're here. Do you know how lucky you are? Because I was going to hire her. Right. You know, and he would just remind me I was going to hire. And he'd kip the tape. He'd just show it to me from time to time, you know, take it out, go. And I was just like, you know. So, no way. yeah, it was no tough way. for it was tough for all of us. Anyhow, <laughs> so now the dynamics in the movie, we end up at the Oscars. We get we get nominated, and uh, I remember your dress, your hair, mm-hmm. your the car you were in. I tell know. me, tell me about your day. How did you get ready? Who got you ready? Are you talking about the Oscars or are you talking about the premiere? The premiere. The premiere. The premiere I don't the, even remember the Oscars. It. I remember sort of, you know, the premiere, but I don't even really know how Thank I you. got there and who I came with. Right. That was I know wild. I saw you guys. I mm-hmm. don't even know if I even had tickets. Did you go to the... I uh, felt like I had to go and tell people, hey, I'm in the movie. That happened to a lot. Yeah. Because it was really just yeah, chaotic. Nobody like, you know, said, hey, Jill, here's your, you know, you go in and your name's mm-hmm. on a list. I swear to you, I feel like somebody dropped me off on the corner and I walked up. Mm-hmm. And then the palace afterwards. That yeah, was, I remember being at the palace, that was but fun. I don't even remember. It's really a blur. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it because mm. I remember getting up 
I have never sat and watched the entire movie from beginning to end. Me either. Because they take you away right. at the beginning or right near the end. You know, you got to go do press. Right. So I've, I've seen it in, you know, increments and bits and pieces. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of a blur. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Did Where you was have, it? The Chinese theater, It was right? at the Chinese yeah. Grommans back then. <clears throat> so, it's so strange. I mean, there are times people have come up and tell me a story of something I was involved in. I'm like, really? I know. I yeah. I just don't even like, know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. So now, after the premiere, then fast forward, we get nominated. The movie gets mm. nominated. Prince is at the Oscars. Uh, I remember doing the red carpet and uh, being nervous. And I remember just having a ticket for, I think it was like my mom or somebody. Mm -hmm. and or, or not. I think it was just by myself. Yeah. My mom was able to come to the... To yes. the uh, the party at the palace, wow. my family. So who did you go with? I went myself. You went by yourself. I had to go by myself. They hired a white Olds Rolls Royce to pull up. Right. And I just had to do the thing by myself and do the press. So wow, I never knew that. Yeah. And then at the end, we have a publicist, right? right? Gutman and Pam. And then my dad was there at the end. So then <sighs> that was it. Sat me down and I was just like, what's going on? It was just a whirlwind. What do you remember about the Oscars? Did you watch them on TV? I, did yeah, you I go? did watch them on TV. I just couldn't stand that little outfit. Which what outfit? The kid, the hood. Oh, the hood? Really? Really? Because he was small, and I didn't think that just, it just was too, I just didn't like it. I thought he would mm -hmm. at least take it off at one mm -hmm. point. Maybe because he was shy? Do you think he was trying to cover? I just didn't think it really was the best mm -hmm. for his stature <clears throat> no offense it was just mm -hmm. sequins are heavy and drippy and Who i like that i don't know i wonder it was very that. yoda like or something yoda. <laughs> really no i mean not yeah it was just heavyish yeah. to me mm -hmm. um it didn't have a nice lightness to it which one of the nicest things about his personality mm -hmm. yeah not the heaviness of him mm -hmm. you know do you see that? He had that. such a nice long neck, you know? Mm -hmm. It was like to put that, just didn't, and the hair smushed. I didn't, never liked it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You look great. Thank you. I thought it was unusual. I mean, just think my outfit was but like inspired by Cher. But I don't know why didn't show up with you. I, you know what? Most of the time. That's what I never understood. Well, why was he doing the Wendy and Lisa thing? I think. Which was even weirder. Yeah. You know, but I was leading the lady, so it wasn't like, you know, there was, you know, I. it's very rare that you see. I mean, you're doing a press junket. True. It's just like Bardem and Nicole Kidman doing Lucy and Desi right. together for press. Right. He never did press. Yeah, so then that's true. I did the press by myself. So he says, you go out and do the press, you know, worldwide. And I think what it was is that he'd already moved into <clears throat> doing the next album. Yep. So he showed up looking like he came from around the world in a day. Or what was what was the second album after? Yeah, around the world right. in a day. Mm -hmm. So that was such a split for yeah. me yeah. that I... I don't know. I hmm. didn't really care for all that. They all looked like, you know, they were in a coven. We were in a commune, It was actually. just a little, you know, Stevie Nicks for me, and you all know how I... Yeah. Okay, no, I can see she's that. she's really nice. <laughs> Jill thinks a lot of people are super nice. That's why we love Jill so much, because they're so nice. But so, speaking of Round the World in a Day, it, it actually... <laughs> segues into my next question mm -hmm. which was um you know it's 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 pretty common knowledge that 
She's always in my hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. What a great song. Yeah. What a everything coming to the tipping point. That was a tipping point song. Okay. Um, do you remember when he did he tell you? I wrote this about you. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there were so many things happening during that time after mm -hmm. the fame of of Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. And then then they all come out. Mm -hmm. Everything comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody and their, you know, girl who they want to make a singer or this or that, or yeah. they needed songs. And mm -hmm. that's how Sheena Easton got into the fold, mm. you know, and took potentially one of my songs. Which Sugar was Sugar Walls, Walls which should have been and your song. And so by song. that time, I, I was, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. So I was kind of fed up by this point because oh, I was supposed man. to have had my album. And I was yes. just like, I am tired of singing, you know, um, Eternity was another one that I sang that ended up for her. Um, all of it. And I hadn't was starting to <clears throat> crack yeah, under yeah, the pressure. Yeah. And understandably. Um, and things were changing, you know. Um <clears throat> even things were changing. Chick was even different. Really? You know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You just, you know. Chick was a bit different. No, I'm not trying to slant anything and I won't really elaborate, but everybody got a taste of this fame. And mm -hmm. so everybody became a little more, uh, I don't know what was going on. Things were different. The dynamic between him and Chick was changing. Mm -hmm. So then that opens the door for other people to come mm -hmm. in and replace their relationship. Mm -hmm. So a lot of unsteadiness shifted again, mm -hmm. like, you know, what happened when he changed from Dirty Mind to doing the 1999 thing, everything mm -hmm. started changing. Yeah. Fundamentally, uh, people who were on the day-to-day -day were mm -hmm. shifting gears yeah. Yeah. because he also became a little bit more demanding mm -hmm. of people's time. Yeah. And yeah, so She's Always in My Hair came as a result of all that <clears throat> craziness. And yeah, he gave it to me. I was, you know, staying at his house um, and we, and Kim Upshur was there as well and we just got into it, me and, Prince about you know I left some orange juice and some peanut butter on the counter and he was annoyed that it was there and I was like you just don't really want me to be in the house anymore and blah, blah, blah. Oh. You know, which it was I know I was right I was mm -hmm. like you just don't want me you know and then Kim was like I gotta find a place to move to mm -hmm. and Kim was his girlfriend from years before and mm -hmm. she and I were friends and it was just a lot of chaos going on and you know so um yeah so then I you know, uh, just sort of like rearranged his house one day while he was in the studio. And then Jesse would, somebody called <laughs> and I said, and enjoy your house. I'm going to the hotel or whatever. And uh, that was, you know, I'd had a temper tantrum and just rearranged his house. And it was Sylvie Vartan's house. Oh, we were love her. renting with, and Johnny Holiday. We was oh, renting she their was house. out there? Well, we were renting her house at the time. In Minnesota? No, it was here. In, oh, here in, in L.A. In, um, in Beverly Hills. Oh. So I had had enough. I was like, oh, so he doesn't want me to stay at the house anymore. Mm -hmm. So then I moved out, and that was that. Mm -hmm. okay. And mm -hmm. then he wrote the song. Okay. Okay. So now we're, we're pushing what beyond <laughs> the movie into Paisley Park and her solo. The solo album. Um. I want to talk about, well, I love the solo album. The solo, solo album is iconic. Mia Boca. Um, two songs I want to talk about. Specifically, 
Um, because we we've talked about this that really by that time, really you and David Z really did that album for the major the majority of that album, correct? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. David Z is often overlooked on this because everybody thinks that Prince did it. Right. But it was really David Z who mm. made sure it got finished, completed, yeah. and done. Yes. Um it was just seriously that's uh, wonderful. It was, thank God, because Prince had gone off to, and, you know, Prince trusted him enough. He yeah. knew mm-hmm. how Prince produced. Uh, it was definitely, they would send things back and forth mm-hmm. to France or wherever he was. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, David made that happen. Yeah. Violet Blue, my favorite mm-hmm. on the album. He, Prince did produce that one. We oh, were, so, so We Prince were together on Blue. that one, yes. Okay. And then my, one of my other favorites is a b-side baby cries uh that was written by me and angie stone and uh yes. two other people yes nice yes. we totally produced that one yeah angie stone mm-hmm. okay yeah love angie she was my backing singer and she guided me and helped me through dealing with that whole thing of possibly going on tour and rehearsing mm-hmm. and not having it happen mm-hmm. and all of that and as fate would have it you know, whereas Prince denied me from going on the tour, mm, mm, mm. he ended up trying to, he we would always try to steal the musicians that I had always. Mm. But, you know, later on, I think he worked with Angie. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's, um, that was just how it was. Yeah. Prince started having too many irons in the fire yeah. and <clears throat> couldn't really deliver a lot of what he, he promised. Do you think he was getting sloppy because there was so much, like a, it was like a conveyor belt. Next, mm-hmm. next. Next. I heard you say that in the last yeah. show. I think you're absolutely right. I didn't even know. I started doing the research, and there were so many different artists that, you know, you and I did, I, I don't know, I don't mean any disrespect, but I just didn't know who they were and that I they were heard. there. There was just so many people. And I think that he thought he could structure his whole um, his whole label this way, and mm-hmm. And just keep saying, yes, okay, we'll do this, and I'll give all my songs to these people. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't, he he lost interest in things, and he wasn't, like, monitoring mm. what was happening at all. Do you think that that was probably the reason that Paisley Park didn't become what it could have became? I th- I think he wanted to see himself as a great businessman, yeah. but I don't really think he was a great businessman. I think he should have focused on being a great person who could hone talent and make it happen for people. But then that would r- mean that he would have to be a little less mm, generous, maybe, mm-hmm. or I don't, or maybe more generous. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I wished he was more efficient with the numbers and everything but the way he learned was he learned from example of like warner slapping his hand to then going oh is that how this works you know like but you can't do tours and ship your set two days before it's supposed to be in europe that's just not even smart Mm -hmm. on a business level yeah Uh, yeah i always thought that you know that if he had loosened up control a little bit, Paisley Park could have been unbelievable. I mean, just think about if he had allowed Jam and Lewis to do their thing under the Paisley Park oh. umbrella, how big Paisley Park could have been. If, have, yeah. If you if if right. the people if 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 you could have just allowed people to 
explore their talent mm-hmm. underneath the Paisley umbrella. You know I think I mean? he wanted that, but I don't think he knew. Um, you know, there financially, he was incredibly generous with yeah. all of my projects mm-hmm. and everything, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. But then he would go into it. It uh, the business was shifting. Yeah. Um, because other people had figured out that they too could take pretty girls and make them sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then it turned into, now we need you to deliver the hits. Yeah. And I think his management got a little bit too involved with how to disperse the songs to mm-hmm. who and mm-hmm. this one yeah. and that one. And yeah. I, you know, and I know that he gave his songs to Sheena Easton and all these people to break up uh, where his monies were coming from. And maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I don't mm-hmm. know, but I think in the in the sale of those kind of transactional relationships, yeah. it really compromised who he was yeah. as not just an artist, but as a person that other African American people were relating to. Yeah, because <clears throat> you know Sheena Easton was white on white, mm-hmm. sliced bread, white, and yeah it worked for the crossover thing but it all started to become incredibly calculated and very vanilla do you think he wanted vanilla i mean with like her and then there's like Sinead and you think about the other artists that Sinead, were, he hated that like, she did his song vanilla. he hated it hated it really yeah because steve arnoli had left him by this time and steve mm. picked up with her mm. and he did not like the fact that she could cover a song and they did it so much better. He really did not like that. And then I think the vanilla, yeah, was to try to get across crossover, um, right? Yeah, crossover. But there was uh, there was a read on you know from home base with our people that was happening that he overlooked the Jimmy Jams yeah. and mm-hmm. the Terry Lewises and everybody who slid right in because mm-hmm. they knew what was being kind of overlooked yeah and he still had the ability to write songs like that andre sliding in with jody yeah mm-hmm. it was like come on yeah he uh, as far as like women on the women level andre kind of outpaced him on that yeah yeah because jody like came out of nowhere and yeah just mm-hmm. was there wasn't one woman that prince had that <clears throat> outpaced jody yeah mm-hmm. no way and yeah. that so i mean prince worked well when he had competition and janet Mm-hmm. And Janet, there was Damn. no way he yeah. didn't Damn. have one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. When she yeah. came out, Janet, we were like, "Oops!" By his friends that he gave a lot of shit to. Yeah, right? you know yeah. that was like, they were like, "Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah." And wow. then he just stopped doing it altogether. Yeah, yeah. So, Graffiti Bridge. Yep, yeah. 1990. Uh, yeah, that was, you know. The sequel it was Purple Rain, I supposedly, know. right? Supposedly, but not. Yeah. It was so strange because when Kim Basinger was involved, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. And she apparently had written this story of the angels and whatever. It was kind of like Vim Vendor's um, mm. uh, The Angel movie. Oh, la, uh, la, uh, oh, man. You know. I'm suffering from AGE. <laughs> it was oh age me too <laughs> so it had the whole thought concept of like <clears throat> angels yeah how mm-hmm. is your i don't know um and then when they had their little thing it went away yeah and you know that's somebody else's property so he had to rewrite it okay right i remember and then we ended up with this other thing yeah he said it was the wizard of oz the way it was written 
it was a memory's claim that he says, "Oh no, it's the Wizard of Oz," and I, I honestly, yeah, maybe, yeah, no, it wasn't. but it, but it was, it was. So there was always like an angel of, of good and bad. He always played with those elements mm-hmm. of good, good girl, bad girl. Maybe that was his internal, you know, clock. Yes, no, maybe I'm good, I'm bad. And you know, also so. with women, I think he projected yeah. that a lot on certain women were yeah. good and some women were bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, God forbid you get the stamp. Yeah. You mm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you're seen stealing. <laughs> Was I scene. crying again? <laughs> <laughs> this is Graffiti Bridge. When you toss, it's a scene that I love. I saw the film. And you, she removes her <laughs> panties and tosses them at Prince. <laughs> How did that come about? Was that your idea or his idea? When I showed up there, you know, it hadn't been written in. He wrote it while I was there because we were not getting along. Mm. I guess he basically felt that all interaction with me was like me throwing my panties in his face. <laughs> That's when he said to me with the girl, I was like, oh, an old girlfriend. <laughs> That's the vibe that was on that set. And then mm. he wrote that. Wow. That's wild. And it, it really was the funniest mm. scene. So he was yeah. really good at reading yep. the room. Re- reading the kind room. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to mention it. And the cool thing is that you, you were able to meet and work with Seth's mom. Yeah. Mama yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Who was in the movie. Lovely yeah. Prince yeah. loved, adored. I know. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, I wish she could have kept the actual scenes that, I don't know what happened in the editing process because yeah. some of those other scenes actually made the film seem like something mm-hmm. yeah and also it should have been shot on our location and not that's great in a building yeah yeah but your mom was lovely yeah. you know well, and that was the era when he was starting to develop these uh, really resurgence of uh legendary unsung women yeah. and putting them and featuring them in mm-hmm. things yeah 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 he he they they uh really um, she started hanging out at Paisley Park, mm-hmm. and um, you've got great stories about her there. Well, yeah. Well, you know, he was he was when he first met her because we they knew each other in passing mm-hmm. because a lot of his employees worked for P Funk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Billy Sparks, yes. right? I didn't even know about that. Seth Billy. schooled me. Um, Greg Brooks, yes. Yep. Wally Safer. Mm-hmm. Quentin was Quentin. Yeah, Quentin. Quentin. A lot of a lot of them did. Wow. So there was always a connection, and we knew. Actually, my mother knew Des Dickerson first. Wow. So funny. And uh, so they knew each other in passing, but the first time that her and Prince ever really spent any time together was when George was recording at Paisley. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was on Paisley Park. Mm -hmm. He was late. She was sitting in the studio waiting for him. Wow. And Prince kind of like just busted in the studio, and she was she was sitting there, and he was a uh, he was a uh, I think it startled him a little bit, right? Eyes of course. And she said, uh, "Hi, Mr. Nelson. You don't have to call me Mr. Nelson. You can call me Prince." And he said, "You can call me Malia. You don't have to call me Miss Franklin." Well, that's all right. I'll call you, I'll call you Miss Franklin. Oh wow! You know because he thought, yeah, you know, that's sweet. And so uh, she made him laugh because he had done, well, you know, he said he wanted her to hear something. I want you to hear something. So 
had the engineer go out and get a tape, and he had redone one of her songs, which was Cookie wow. Jar. So mm. nice. Which was a Parlette song. So he knew why he came, his intention. Yeah. That was an era where he was starting to be around people who yeah. were legit yeah. older singers yeah. coming back and, yeah. and found comfort in that, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I've always told you that, you know, she always said to me that that you were very much to, to you know, very much, she reminded, you reminded her very much of herself. Oh, she totally witnessed what was going on Yeah, on she set. knew it. She, she knew. knew what was going on. And you <laughs> totally both being knew. mixed women. The exact yeah. same, yeah. The dynamic. exact same dynamic. Yep. The exact same uh, struggle. You know, and it's so you know. funny. A lot of people, a friend asked me the other day, like, "Oh, so what was it like working with Ingrid?" I never met Ingrid, mm -hmm. maybe but once or twice in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Twenty minutes tops. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Things had changed a lot at Paisley yeah. around that era. Yeah. And. It was kind of nice to see the older people around yeah. him yeah. creating structure. Yeah. Because the younger people, I was a little bit like, who the hell are all these fuckers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> who is this one that wrote up yeah. and now has you, a record deal? That's yeah. you. And then I come along way later and I thought the same. I was like, oh, and he, her, you know. Just... Totally. Even staff. It was mm -hmm. like, where are my, where are the girls? Where, where the, yep. you know, it was really. Yeah. That was really, I didn't know if it was just me or yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was kind of really on his own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were a few good new eggs, but yeah. it would have taken a lot to shell them all out. Ooh, you called me a good egg before. And that made me, that made my, ah, take it like I've been off. using that good egg line. Because you're forever. a good egg. Yeah. You are. I should ask her, talk about her musical history. When I mean, did, well, I have one more question, and then we're going to get to after this, after this Prince period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, thank you, please. <laughs> Next. What was the moment when you said, I'm out? I'm out. Uh, probably Graffiti Bridge was mm. like, I'm done. Okay. I just had no, I couldn't relate to anybody there. Yeah. It was 1990. Like, yeah. yeah, and it, it, time had passed, and I had been to Europe. I'd been living in France. I'd mm -hmm. been back and forth, and... You know, I jumped through hoops and I had been taking classes so much I could have like joined the freaking Olympics because mm -hmm. I was doing dressage at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, good God, aren't you a singer? What are you doing? And Prince was paying for it. Mm -hmm. It just became like, you know, we squandered so much time mm -hmm. for what I don't yeah. know what I was waiting for. And I don't know why he was so hell bent on me waiting. Mm -hmm. But it really shifted when I. There were relationships I had along the way, boyfriends, things. Um, and he would pull his card at times. I would be in Europe and he would be there and then call at two. I want you to come over. We have to have a meeting. And I was like, a meeting at two in the morning in Paris? I'd be like trotting down <laughs> Avenue Foch. Um, <laughs> and, and that was fine to a certain degree. And then something shifted as I got a little older. And I was like, hell no, I'm mm -mm. not even going to answer that damn yeah. phone. Yeah. It's going to the answering machine, you know? Yeah. And I think that changed. And then I met my uh, first husband yes. at that time right after. Yes. And that was Cameron, who yes. was uh, yeah. modeling. Wow. For, 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 you, for the people who don't know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> snap. Jill's first husband <laughs> is Cameron Alborzian, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
he was a super male supermodel yeah. at the time and was the leading man in Madonna's Express Yourself. Mm-hmm. He was the face of Guess, Versace. Mm-hmm. He oh, you was. You know what I just remembered? The, I was just thinking about with the Guess ads. Mm-hmm. I was remembering when he did the Guess mm-hmm. ads. How much hate mail he got in America? Really? See, because I was thinking, wow, all signs were pointing that this country has been racist for so long. Mm-hmm. The hate mail that the guys from Guess, Marcianos, and they didn't care; they mm-hmm. continued to use mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Was like, get that spick, blah blah blah, off oh, your no. campaign, off of this magazine. What's he Jeez. doing with this blonde? Whatever. It was horrendous. Wow. I oh. wanted to say something about that. I totally had forgotten. Wow. It was hateful. Wow. Hateful. It's been like that here for so long. So when mm-hmm. I think about all these people in these movements that yeah. we've all, people of color coming up in this yeah. place, you know, they're lucky mm-hmm. that, you know, that this country has any culture at all. Because yeah. really the culture that it looks like it's been having is, yeah. you know, Sitting around, you know, having lynchings, yeah, right? Yeah, but seriously, it, the people in this country, what, what, uh, advertisers, marketers, how far we've come is pretty amazing, yes, yes, but not to, but that's who Cameron yeah. was, yes. that's who I, married. Jill's first husband, mm-hmm. and they had a beautiful baby girl. Well, she's not a baby anymore, no, she's not. Azucena, Azucena, yeah, Azucena, Zuzu, who we call Zuzu, Zuzu. Zuzu. Mm-hmm. the voice, the voice, the this face, is an amazing. A singer in her own right, songwriter, mm-hmm. beautiful Sophia Loren, as mm-hmm. I'll always she call like her. A little young. She does. Loren. Gorgeous uh, artist, and um, check her out. She's unbelievable. She's amazing. So after meeting him, yeah. and and I had three more years on my contract yes. with, mm. with Prince, yes. and he wouldn't let me out. Mm. He wouldn't let me go. And he wasn't picking up my options either. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I spent a lot of time trying to like fight this and have attorneys and all this legal stuff. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. And then finally I was like, I'm just going to wait this out. And um, we went back to Europe mm-hmm. and we lived there. And then I came back and then I was having my daughter. And um, that was basically, it just mm-hmm. ended. Yeah, uh, I had some communication with them before it ended. He was in the middle of like <laughs> something with Steve Farnoli, some kind of a, uh, defamation lawsuit mm-hmm. and oh, no. the attorneys had called me mm-hmm. to ask me if I'd ever said anything. Uh, what happened is I was at a restaurant and I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and somebody at another table overheard something I said. And then they wanted to depose me for this thing because of something I said that somebody at that restaurant on La Brea it was like this big cavernous place. I was running my mouth. and Oh, no. Anyway, and I was like, look. They were like, well, don't you have something against Prince anyway because you've been stuck on your deal? And I was like, you know what? I don't even have to talk to you people mm-hmm. anymore. Right. And they were like, nice. and then I remembered saying, God. because I'm done right. with you all tomorrow. Yeah. A- actually, tonight at midnight, yeah. I'm done. We're yeah. done. I'm free. I'm wow. totally free from you fuckers. Wow. And I was um, pregnant with Zuzu at the time. I remember oh. that. Yeah. And I was like, and how dare you? You want to depose a pregnant woman? Be my guest. Bring me in. Mm. I got a lot mm. to talk mm. about. You know, I was always selling wolf tickets my own damn self. <laughs> and then I didn't Jill. hear anything. And then, you know, that was uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it, it had gotten bad because... 
we tried to continue to make a second album and yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. And um, it had just eroded to such a bad place that I remember I took everything that he'd ever given me and FedExed it all back to him. Ooh. And that was that was the phone call that oh. we had not spoken until we saw him. 2016. When he went crazy on the phone with getting everything. And then 2016 at Denise's thing was when we talked February again. 28th. Wow. February 28, 2016. So you hadn't spoken to him between that? Mm -mm. Wow. And if I was at a club in New York and he was there and mm -hmm. I knew, or I'd leave. But we knew. We saw, we, we, you and I saw when he looked at the girls. Yeah. We walked in and he sees Jill and he sees little Susan. Yeah. We saw his face yeah. and he was so happy. Yeah, it was important. Was so that happy. was so important. Mm -hmm. It was just brutal because we just had not parted very well at all. Yeah. Yeah. And the phone call was really pretty brutal. Yeah. Mm. I think Jerome knows about the call. Yeah. Mm. Thought it mm. was, mm. he happened to be in Paisley Park that day. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So I know that musically, you toured with Chic for a while, mm -hmm. which was with, the, with, with Bernard and Nile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long did you tour with them? It was just that one tour live at the Budokan. Okay. Um, nice. And that was sadly the one where Bernard passed away okay. on that one. Okay. So sorry about um, that. That was, you know, uh, it was a great show being in Japan, though. It was a great tour and a lot of wonderful musicians on that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you had you had uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was with Nile because... Uh, yeah, and I think that's how later the Budokan thing, because I'd already worked with Niall. Although when we did Earth Girls Are Easy, I was headed somewhere else. And I had a stopover in New York and had the worst cold. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't really oh. like the performance on that song, only because I was incredibly sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I actually had to stay at Naomi Campbell's house that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was an old friend of mine. Okay. And I was sick as a dog, just mm. a really bad flu. Mm -hmm. You oh. can hear it in the song a little oh. bit. Okay. What a trooper. You're a liar it took me forever. Sounds <laughs> 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 <was> really like <laughs> But you did Poor it, Niall. Because I had to be in London like the next day or something. It was like yeah. a really time constraint or he had to be somewhere. <laughs> and then you did, you did Call Me with Giorgio Moroder. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a tribute album with Todd Terry. Okay. And mm -hmm. Todd's fabulous. I mean, legend. Yeah. Dance. And then you did a great CD with Chris Bruce called Two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I love. Pissing <laughs> all over the sun and mm -hmm. yeah. all of that great stuff. Chris is my brother. I love Chris. Yes. And Lisa uh, Lisa. Look at this. Lisa Lisa. Wrote Damn. that song. Yeah. yeah. And then we did, well, you did mm -hmm. 2016, <laughs> an unbelievable. <laughs> a song for Prince after he passed away called I Miss You. Mm -hmm. And mm. you and I, uh, just the two of us, unbelievably, uh, rented a space in downtown LA and did, I still watch that video. It's and, great. Mm -hmm. and I, I know. I look at it and I say, me and Jill did that. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. All and of it. by the way, yeah, somebody actually put, a claim on that. Well, I have what? to talk to you about this afterwards. Yeah, there's this funny thing in uh, in uh, <laughs> internet land. There's one company that if you don't do certain things, they always, it's a Russian company that claims people's stuff. Really? Yeah. 
at will. And you almost always have to fight them to get it back. Oh. I'll well, tell you about it. It's, okay. it's like it is a scam. It's how they, you know, on YouTube and them, they need to do better. Because okay. it is a it is a way to capture whatever you've earned from it very quickly. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And yeah. they just allow these companies to exist. It's okay. horrible. Okay, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Because the because... platforms are always great. They yeah. just don't have great security mm-hmm. to gotcha. monitor any of this shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But the, we had a great time doing it. We had a great I time. I loved it. And uh, yeah, we did the, it you did the fast. wig and, and we had everything to recreate yeah. that whole. Yeah. It recreate was a nice the, tribute. I thought it was tasteful. Yes. And it's beautiful. It was an emotional day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was, I think it turned out beautifully. We did the whole thing <laughs> in seven hours. Yeah. It was gorgeous. And we had, we were taking some pictures and we just had this little orb that followed us around totally. in all the pictures it all, was day. There mm-hmm. all day. All yep. day. All day. I believe it. And uh, it was, it was really. I think it was an important thing to do. Yes. And, you know, it was important to, for his memory yes. and to get some kind of closure. Definitely. It was from that. It was beautiful. Everybody kind of had to yeah. have that yeah. out of all the mm-hmm. groups of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It was, it was tough. Tearjerker. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then <laughs> 2017 April, and we flew on. Deplete my spirit <laughs> to oh, meet you. I have pictures from that. Oh, us on that plane. The nap. We, we 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 won't get too deep into yeah, it. Yeah, we won't. But uh, <laughs> we had some issues. Huh? Yeah, we had some issues, but we flew to uh, Minneapolis <laughs> mm-hmm. to celebrate the the well one the year. Fir- one year anniversary of we, Prince's passing. Prince's passing. We were supposed to all go to. Paisley Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, some things happened before Jill and I got there, Apollonia, mm-hmm. and Susan and Brenda had arrived first. Right. We'll save that story for a future episode of Apollonia Studio 6. Right. At Paisley Park. At Paisley Park. I wish I had my little fart machine thing right now so I could... Yeah. <laughs> you know. No yeah. re- disrespect to Paisley Park, but just the incident we'll talk about. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, but me and... Me and uh, Jill, after having some uh, issues with the airlines. Oh, God. Uh, we arrived. Oh, <laughs> I know. Spirit Airlines owes us. I remember that. We arrived. If you're one minute late for that old airline and you're standing in the line. Standing it standing like, in the line. It was like we were in a really bad sitcom. Yes. It was like, are you joking? We're like standing here. Yes. Like, it, it was like. You know, like we were in SNL skit. Yes. Right. Like, okay, yes. it's breakfast, is now it's lunch. Yes. I'm sorry, no lunch for you. No, no lunch. No, no soup for you. Yeah, no, no soup, soup for, for you. you. It was just like that. So Horrible. we ended up getting there at about 11 o'clock. And um, we won't get into what happened that night. Mm-hmm. But the next night, um, we were supposed to be going to see the time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we were told we could not go, even mm-hmm. though we had passes at Paisley. At Paisley, right? right. Yeah, we yeah to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were refused entry. Sorry, Morris. Sorry, we were there, but we were there, and um, but we but we did go to a beautiful event mm-hmm. um, thrown by Prince's brother Omar. Right, Omar Baker. Omar Baker. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. I think there's some probably some there's videos and right and. Um, 
uh, pictures on our Facebooks and Instagrams and stuff. Me and Apple and Jill and Dez and and Susan, Andre. We were all together at the table. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But the next morning, me and Jill had a, we just took a little stroll in downtown Minneapolis. And it was so cool. Jill was showing me all the different little hangouts and jaunts. And, oh, yeah, we used to go. Yeah, Hennepin Avenue around yeah. that area. Oh, and, yep. Hennepin. You know, it, it really was. It was um, really cool. Such a cool little town. Yeah. And um, there was a really special moment. This is what I'm getting to. There was a really special moment. We were walking down the street, getting close to First Avenue because we were staying across the street. And uh, we started seeing these little kids running past us dressed like Prince. Aww. These little, like, five-year-olds and six-year-olds. Yeah. And they're just running past us, and they're dressed like it Prince. And it was oh, the cutest man. thing ever. <clears throat> and we're like, what's going on, these little children? That's so cute. And we're hearing Raspberry Beret, like, like, in the distance. So we're walking, and... Um, we get pretty close to First Avenue, and um, Jill, it was a little girl and a little boy and their mom, and Jill asked if she could take a picture. Yeah, I did. With the little kids. And uh, all I will say was the, the Paisley Park incident, it was, a little tra- it was a little traumatic, you know, it was a little mm-hmm. bit of a tra- trauma that we couldn't go. We couldn't go. Well, because you, you're like coming together to grieve right. something and to be na- denied that over right. some craziness. Right. It was kind of nice to be see at First Avenue. There was they were having a little party yeah. with all these kids, right. and mm. they were only playing Prince songs. Like right. the nice, not certainly not Head. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. But then they were out there, and it was very, very cute. It yeah. was such a nice, in a way, maybe a little bit more. Um, it wasn't as tone deaf as what mm-hmm. was happening out at Paisley. Mm-hmm. Right. And no. and uh, so uh, Jill asked to take a picture with the kids. And I'll never forget this. It was so sweet. I took the picture. And she asked the little, the little girl. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, he was my friend. What do you know about him? Mm-hmm. And the little girl said, they taught us about him in school. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And that was a moment. Mm. And I started to get choked up. You're getting me choked up already. Choked up now. (sighs) And And if we don't vote, they're going to make it where they won't be talking about it because they actually got rid of critical race theory uh, being taught even at universities in uh, a state the other day. Yeah, we are black musicians and politicians, and everybody deserve so much more. Yeah, Um, we've got to carry the weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. We got to no time to sleep. Yeah. Sleep is for dreamers, as Prince said, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we walked and we got in front of First Avenue, Mm -hmm. and there's all of these kids, and they're all dressed like Prince. And they started playing 1999. Oh. These were little white kids. So yeah, white, little black, white kids. all different. But yeah. this, the beautiful. one, yeah, that's yeah. what is so like, wow. It you was know. so beautiful. And so they started playing 1999. And I remember grabbing Jill's hand. Mm hmm. And I just looked at her and I said, it doesn't matter what anybody says. You made history. Mm-hmm. You were a part of history. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what anybody has to say about that. Right. 
a cathartic moment. And I think I probably broke down a little bit at that you moment. You did. Because yeah. it was, it was, I was, I felt proud because it was my sister listening to her and being there with her at that moment. I felt joy looking at these. Oh, and I looked at her and I said, I looked at those little kids and I mm. said, this is Paisley Park. Yep. Totally. Yep. I said, yeah. this is Paisley Park. And the future. I I was I felt joy because he was being honored. I was angry mm. because of what had just happened. Mm. I was angry about the whole situation. You know, it was a whole mixed bag of emotions. But you know, it was kind of like the culmination of everything that was going on mm-hmm. that whole weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In that moment. But, you know, the fact that we can sit here and reflect on it, Mm -hmm. you know, is powerful. And to be able to share it with the fans is powerful. And, uh, you know. In that town, yes. Because now the town has revealed itself to be what it is. I think that, you know, it's quite shocking. But, you know, the amount of talent that came from Mm -hmm. the town, it's... uh, You know, and it's not like Detroit. On yeah. one level, you still have a foundation of we know that Motown came from Detroit. Yeah. We know there were black people who who really came out of this uh, industrialized community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's still a shred of that in them, yeah. in the in the in the neighborhood, in the condition. But with Minneapolis, what's really interesting is that it's kind of being diminished yeah. because we've since had George Floyd. We've had, and people are fighting to, I mean, you're talking about a, a town, a state that clearly has been pissed off since we fucking were running it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they want to make sure to erase it yeah. and everybody who had anything to do with it. Yeah. 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 Well, on that note, Tune in to Jill. Jill is a co-host of a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the name of the podcast? State of Things with my friend Aisha Staggers and my other friend from Toronto, Dr. Vibe, who gives us a, uh, a big, uh, he's from mm-hmm. Toronto and Canada, and, and we have a network that uh, sort of, you know, reaches all over speaking about politics and uh, how we as people of color and uh can try to affect some kind of change mm-hmm. and impact. Um, and it's sort of like a no BS type of conversation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like the, yeah, it's basically that. And just to bring people up to date with what's going on. And we try to go a little deeper with why some yeah. of these things are occurring mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of trailing over the top of it right well you're no bs kind of girl mm-hmm. i'm trying <laughs> I, it's better to be straight upright and then that's right that's right the end of the day yep i don't know all right we're going to hit through this oh. we're going to do a do a do a lightning round oh i was wanting to do these yes. I, I couldn't Let's remember what they were though i was like <laughs> i was like maybe it's good i don't remember his okay. question all right from the last show tell me one thing about you that most people don't know I'm really like a hermit. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the best? What is the best part about being Jill Jones? Um, that I always find a way to laugh about something about myself. I just laugh. 
What's the most challenging part about being Jill Jones? Um, dealing with um, the squandering of time. What's been your your highest career point to date? Um, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what a career, you know, how do I evaluate that by money or what? I don't know. Okay. Maybe, yeah, I don't really know. There, I kind of, I don't know. Maybe it would just have to be the movie most people would think would be the highest. Mm. Thing. But working with Ruichi Sakamoto was pretty high yes, for me. Mm -hmm. you do. I always me. wanted mm -hmm. to work yes. with Sakamoto, and yes. I got that opportunity. Biggest career regret? Mm. Um, caving into the business, being really um, letting the business make me completely angry and bitter about it. What's the biggest public misconception about you? Um. That I can't sing. Oh. <laughs> What's the craziest rumor you've ever heard about yourself? Oof. Um, craziest rumor. That I'm five feet tall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> five, two. <laughs> if sex were a food for you, what food would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh Sorbet? I don't know. If you could take places with one person for a day, who would it be and why? Trade places with one yeah. person? The Pope. And why? I just want to see what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are, what do you get up to every day? Yeah. You know? And finish this sentence. If I could do it all over again, I would... <sighs> Probably not change anything. Awesome. I think it all works out. It all comes out in the wash mm. anyway, what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. Great. Love Great it. answers. Love it. I've enjoyed myself, you guys. Thank you, love. Thank you, Miss so Jill Jones. Jones. Bracelet. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so I much. We're both. so honored. Love you. Mm -hmm. We love you. We love Eric. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Fabulous My brother husband. from another mother, Eric. My Real, my husband now, the, yes. the love I found, that was probably one of the best things. Yeah. I, I would say about love, uh, keep going. That's right. Oh. That's one thing. Being resilient is something that uh, no matter what, mm -hmm. yes. got to try. Yes. He's wonderful. We have we to. We love Eric. Don't give up on love. That's the only thing. Don't ever give up on love. I know. And you told Prince, and he goes to me, he goes, I said, these people have been so, these women are so important in my life. Like, she's so important. And he goes, oh, so now you're okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, going, I've been to her wedding, and her husband is so fabulous. And he was like going... So now you're okay with it to me. We're it was all, like we love each other. Well, we're family. We're like, well, you know. Right. He tried to pit us against each other, now look at us. It's true. We're family. And yeah, I think he he thought he learned that from reading those crazy books about those people who uh ran the studio systems, what oh. they used to do with women. He used yeah. to Louis, read those yeah, books. Mayor, Louis Goldwyn, B. Mayer and all, all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work quite well. No, it didn't. <laughs> One thing we're going to do every episode is we're going to have our people sign special things for our fans. We have something really special. How beautiful. 
So beautiful. Oh, yes. I've missed Jill Sinet. Isabel Snyder. <laughs> and oh, then really? this is going to be <gasps> something special for it's, the she's a legend. She is. end of I the love season. Her. She was no one at the time. She was just in the portfolios, Beautiful. you know, and I loved her work. Look at that. This is going to be something special that we're going to give away at the end of the season. I have mm -hmm. the box set of the Prince movie collection. We're going to have Jill, if she will sign the graffiti bridge in the Purple Rain. Okay. When when we'll have Apollonia sign the Purple Rain, and when Jerome comes, he'll sign all three since he was in all <gasps> yes, three he movies. Was. Oh right. snap! And I'll sign graffiti bridge for my mom since my mom was in graffiti bridge. Yes. And awesome. we will give this to one lucky fam at the end of the season. Fantastic! Nice. There we go. Wow! Wow! So. Just sign it anywhere? Just sign it anywhere. Jill Just Jones. your name. Beautiful. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you, Ms. Jill you Jones. So much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much for watching. Yes. We'll see you soon. We have more surprises for you. See you next time. Thank you, Mr. Seth. All right. Thank you.